Yo, it's the circuit. Doing 2001 rap rankings today and carry 2001, really sad year. Not just because of 9-11, but also Napster ended in July. Good old, good the good times, you know? The good times. It was, like yeah. you said, the wild, wild, wild west. west. Yeah. Uh, where did you start getting your music after Napster? Uh, after Napster, it was a little bit of LimeWire, FrostWire, BearShare. FrostWire. Yeah, there's a bunch of different ones, you know? Yeah, whatever could stay afloat without getting shut down too quick. If you now, can just get as much songs as you can without getting too many viruses, that's the real move right there. Underscore Jay-Z, underscore the blueprint, underscore MP3, under, like the longest yeah. file names you could find. Um, and this is really the progression of hip hop uh, in 2001 because you got your cassettes, which were big in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And then those are getting played out now, getting played out by CDs. And at this point, CDs are kind of being made obsolete by MP3s. So uh, a lot more ways to get music, a lot more means of music discovery. Uh, you didn't necessarily just have to go to FYE. Um, people were downloading a bunch of shit, including these eight rappers which we're going to go down the list who is the hottest of 2001 who's the most influential all that shit so number one of course jay-z mm -hmm. or two nas so we're going to get into the huge yeah. beef of this year sure uh also three ludicrous four seed ja rule five seed d12 six seed immortal technique nice seven seed big timers okay and then eight seed we got the play-in bracket here. For the chance to be the eighth seed, it's going to be Trick Daddy versus Fat Joe, and we'll start there. Mm, that's a fun one. It's a fun one. It's basically two big hits versus two big hits. Of course, Fat Joe has the iconic What's Love with Ashanti okay. that came out this year. Yeah. So, like, any, any you know, time you talk about early 2000s, like, if you're, like, bullshitting with a girl and you're like, yeah, I love listening to, like, early 2000s R&B, it's almost always that song. Yeah. He also had We Thuggin' with R. Kelly. And this is going up against Trick Daddy, who, in my opinion, really is the father of Florida rap. Sure. Yeah, he really represented Broward you. County. You could think of, um, what's that guy's name who did Two Live? Like, uh, like uh, not Dr. Luke. They're like a bunch of the Two uh, Live crew. Yeah. And I feel like they had a whole Miami presence. But Trick Daddy was like the first like Southern country boy type of like a Kodak black or plies. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think uh, Kodak and Trick Daddy, or Trick Daddy, Kodak, and plies. Tr plies especially, I think, sounds a lot like Trick Daddy. Yeah. I know you think Kodak does too a bit. And so the big the big singles for Trick Daddy this year were Ticket to the House, okay, which still gets played at like every fucking basketball game you ever go. If yeah. you go to like a New York Knicks game or some shit, they're, yeah. you know, Ticket to the House. <laughs> um, and then I'm a Thug, which has a big sample. That's a fire song. It still goes, baby, because I'm a thug. You in the time, Fat Joe seemed like a bigger deal. He um, was carrying on the legacy of Big Pun, mm -hmm. who was big in New York. He was a big New Yorky, you know, yeah. he, big fat guy who wore sweatsuits type shit, New York Yankees hats. But me, I, my vote's going Young Thug because I just think I mean Young Thug, the <laughs> fucking Trick Daddy, Trick Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm a thug. It was the yeah, song. Yeah, I think uh, I, it's a good song. It definitely got some good radio play. Uh, I just don't. I think Trick Daddy's uh, Baby Cause I'm a Thug. I, I don't know if that's the name of the song, but it was definitely more widespread uh, in Florida for sure. And like you just said, you played at, bas played at basketball games or... Yeah, yeah. I mean? I'm a Thug and Take It to the House. Take It to the House, yeah. Both iconic songs. And this is way before like Rick Ross mm -hmm. or anybody else in Florida had really put on. So 
So let's give Trick Daddy the... Uh, we'll give him the nod. Okay, we'll give him the nod. Yeah. Um, he's not going to get many more after this. So No, well, important. now he's going up against one seed, Jay. Real quick Z. before we uh, jump right into it, I think it's... I know you're a Nas fan, and, uh, okay. and so it's fun or interesting, I guess. You put Jay-Z as the number one seed and Nas right under him. Why'd you do that? Good question. I, I think I can compare the Jay-Z and Nas beef to the 50-cent Rick Ross beef of 2008. Mm. What had happened was 50-cent was a bit more established at the time. He had a couple albums that had been iconic to that mm. point. Rick Ross had a few. Um, but what had happened in that beef was 50, I think, had the better diss tracks. But Rick Ross dropped Deeper Than Rap, mm -hmm. which was a commercially successful album. It had hits on it. Yeah. And it said, like, oh, Ross is like, he can drop hits. Like, he's yeah. here to stay. 50 Cent at that time was not dropping any hits at all. Yeah, he was on his decline, right? He was on his decline. So my point here is Jay-Z drops Blueprint. Mm -hmm. This is probably his best album. Yeah. His most commercially successful. Mm -hmm. And while I think Nas might have had the best, better diss records... Sure. Like Jay-Z was like, he kind of came, he obviously probably comes out on top in most people's minds because he just goes on a fucking huge run of hits out for this and Nas really doesn't. Right. So I'm going to give him the nod. Okay. Yeah, um, but we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. The, the unfortunate thing about the blueprint is it dropped on fucking September 11th. <laughs> I know. What are the chances? We the have... fucking New York rapper drops on. It's like, yeah. sheesh. God. So you're, you know, you're walking over to the fucking mall to go pick up the and you're going to FYE and shit is literally hitting the fan. Um, despite that huge hits, um, which I just talked about, his commercial appeal was at an all time high with singles such as Izzo, um, Girls, 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 Song Cry. To me, he becomes such a commercial power because here are the producers on this album. Kanye West, Just Blaze, Timbaland. Like he he really left like the 90s boom bap, DJ yeah. Premier. Like he wasn't on like Nas was doing boring style beats. And Jay-Z in 2001 was like, let me work with Kanye. Let yeah. me work with like well, you also you mentioned those producers, but he also has Rick Rubin on his team that he's been working with for a while. And so, you know, he's got a crazy ear for things and subtleties and nuances. Yeah, I'm not... Was Rick Rubin before Black Album? Because I know he did 99 Problems I and Dirt Off Your Shoulder. I could be but definitely that's wrong, after but I thought they were, like, pretty close for a while. Well, this is, well, like, the time period of, like... You always see those Jay-Z YouTube videos where he's, like, reacting to hearing, like, yeah. the Timbaland beats yeah, for the yeah. first time where he's in the studio with Rick Rubin. Yeah, I was and, just like, watching that recently, actually. Those videos are tight. Yeah, really cool. So um, you add like, just he was on Unstoppable at the time, like in the studio and just commercial hits. He's going to win over Trick Daddy, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's just move on then. Uh, two Nas versus seven big timers. So I was actually going to throw DMX in this year because he had the highest selling album of 2001. Which album was it? Do you recall? It's called like The Great Depression. Okay. But it's like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison. It's almost like there, there's no good songs off of it at all. It was like, he, it was his last album of him just like ringing out the, yeah. the last numbers of his earlier success. Yeah, he's on his way out the door. So I include big timers in this 
because you know this is obviously still cash money new orleans yeah. southern flavor mm -hmm. they had you know manny fresh who is arguably one of the best producers of all time cooking up for them so um they, they dropped their album i got that work in may 2000 had get your roll on it had number one stunna and then 2001 they actually recorded uh, still fly Mm -hmm. I was doing okay. So all fire songs, but I don't think they can really compete with uh, nasty Nas with a 2001 Nas. Okay, we'll go with Nas. Right. Going ahead, I just want to throw big timers in. Yeah, there. I don't want to diminish their accomplishments and what they've done. They were for the cool. Rap like community. they had those music videos. They were super swag yeah, out. They, they had were like fun. Baby, it wasn't Birdman at the time. It was yeah, Baby, Baby and Manny Fresh, and they had. Little Little Wayne. Like, little Little Wayne, like Cadillacs with like yeah. the spree wells, and they were. They were funny. Yeah. Um, this next matchup is hilarious. It's three seed Ludacris versus six seed Immortal Technique. Why do you think it's hilarious? You have such a bombastic, you know, punchline oh, rapper okay. in Ludacris who's always trying to come up with the funniest joke or, you know, it's yeah. a cringy line. And then you have like the very socio-politically oriented. It's interesting you say that, but they also, they both of them do paint really good vivid pictures of what they're trying to convey like a lot of rappers are no 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 a mortal technique and ludicrous can tell a story and paint a picture for you so they're i think they're both similar on on those aspects but uh i i mean honestly lyrically i think a mortal technique blows ludicrous out of the water that i'm a big immortal technique fan uh but i mean what are what are your thoughts on this there might be some people listening to this who are like, who the fuck is Immortal Technique? So yeah. he dropped his debut album in 2001. It's The Revolutionary. You might have heard the song, or at least heard someone talk about the song Dance with the Devil. It's like a nine-minute epic, probably emblematic of some of the best storytelling in rap history. Yeah, some of the best. I mean, it's a song you listen to when you're done with it, and even during it, you get chills. You're like, oh my God, like what's going to happen next? You know, and then at the end, there's a crazy ending and you're just like, oh shit, like I got to call my mom, like, you know. You bring up a good point though, because at the same time, Mortal Technique is very articulate. He can get across his point well, but Ludacris, he is, is much, he's, he's very inventive and in his own way, he's articulate too. And he can get across his certain rhymes in a very slick yeah uh catchy way because right. he drops word of mouth in There's 2001 and you have hits like area codes when you yeah. got nate dog on the hook saying you know, i got hoes in different area it's just dope you have roll out you got move bitch um so he's doing it in a very different way than immortal technique but maybe more clever yeah i mean look i like ludicrous a lot i remember uh, i think i was just telling you this the other day uh when word of mouth dropped uh, it might've been around my birthday. I remember, uh, my dad picked me up from school, uh, and he gave me the CD and we went out to go get lunch and we listened to it a little bit. And it was, uh, it was a little tough to listen to with my dad in the car because I think the intro is like, it starts off. It's like your Royal penis has cleaned your highness. Yeah, yeah. Some crazy shit like that. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this is crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I you know, I like immortal technique a lot. I think I'll pick Immortal Technique over Ludacris, I think, any day. The only problem with Immortal Technique is, is he doesn't have a lot of content. He's got the Revolutionary Volume 1, the Revolutionary Volume 2. He has, uh, what is it, the 
middle middle passage, which yeah. is okay. It's like not a that third great. World. Yeah, third world middle passage, something like that. It's not that good. He's got some good features. So I mean, I guess you know, if we're talking about overall influence, we have to go with Ludacris. But I just didn't want to diminish Immortal Technique too much. Not at all. That's he's why just a, I a great him. rapper, and I'm really waiting on the Revolutionary Volume Three. Yeah, uh, let's go Ludacris. Because I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Totally fucking love Immortal Technique. And if you haven't heard him, go devour his catalog. Now we're going to go four seed Ja Rule versus five seed D12. I feel like this happens every podcast we uh, uh, we do. We always like pit like <laughs> rivals together. Yeah. Like Ja Rule and, and Eminem obviously ended up fucking hating each other. So um, what did Ja Rule drop uh, 2001? So to me, this is the beginning of the end for Ja Rule. This is his last big successful album. This is like, you only have so many like commercial tokens, like only so many times you can cross over and start singing on a track. Like, Mm -hmm. like, and it gets tougher and tougher to go back to like your roots. T.I. had this problem. 50 Cent had this problem. Once you're a gangster and then you start singing too much, it's really tough. Yeah. This album produces, yields the last big hits of his career. It's got living it up. Okay. Um, big, big summer song. Living it up. Yeah. Do I live? Big, like, falsetto hook with the gravelly vocals yeah. of Ja Rule on the verses. It's, it's actually all sonically pleasing. It sounds great to listen to. And Always On Time, which I think had, like, a sh- you know, I'm always on. That was maybe a Shanti or Real something. Real quick, uh, this is going to sound maybe completely yeah. out of nowhere. But I'm kind of, like, does Ja Rule uh, remind you of, like, uh, Tory Lanez at all? Or no? The way I mean, that they sing. Ja Rule definitely influences Tor- Tory Lanez. I think Tory Lanez has sampled Ja Rule thousands of, guys, of times. You know, that's kind of, <laughs> I don't know. One, one comparison I had for Ja Rule was Tupac. Yeah. And that. Well, I think he was trying to beat Yeah, Tupac. he's trying to beat Tupac. Problem, and this is, whereas like, you got to pick one or the other. He's either trying to be like the crossover R&B superstar or trying to have like the pain Pain is love side of him, uh, like, right. like Pac. Um, so I, I just think his star power is a, a bit diminishing despite some huge hu- summer hits in 2001. This is going up against D12, um, height of Eminem. He just got off of Marshall Mathers LP, Slim Shady LP. It's really dope. You know, he's a guy, he just ran, he just decides to put his old crew back on D12. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I can appreciate, it seems like the, uh, it, it's been a trend for a long time dating back to the Tupac big era where you know, a rapper gets really good and they're like, okay, I need to have my own label. And then I have to have like some affiliates on there and then they can do an album. And I, look, I love Eminem. I just don't, I didn't really vibe with D12 too much. Like any of the songs on there, like a lot of them were like, funny or dorky or like Eminem doing his weird voices. Like, I know you said you like that kind of Eminem. Like, I don't really like that type of Eminem. So I didn't, I didn't really mess with that. And I don't really care for Ja Rule either, but I think Ja Rule beats D12 in this. No problem. Well, the, the album I'm talking about for D12 is Devil's Night, which came out on June 19th, 2001. Um, it's got, you know, fight music on it which is a classic. And then it has purple pills. And I, the one influential thing I wanted to say about this is to me, I, I couldn't think of like a, another like overtly commercial substance abuse song. Like you had sipping on some scissor by mm-hmm. three, six mafia the year before, but just like pills, like, you know, Eminem birthed future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. No, uh, 
he might have been uh, he might have been pregnant with him, or at least adopted future. You know, maybe not full blown pregnancy, but maybe a surrogate type situation. So you still want to go a diminishing jaw rule? Look, over purple D12. pills was good, but remember the, the edited version on like MTV was like purple yeah, hills. Look, all right, but uh, blue so, and yellow, purple, and it was him driving through. It's the a hill. fire song. Look, purple pills is good. I'm saying the full album. I I don't think I can listen to that shit from start to finish. All right, so you're going jaw rule. Uh, what? So what did what were jaw rules hits again? That living it up. Living he it had up and, always on time. You know, big commercial album of that year. Let's just go with him. Let's I don't, just do I don't really living it up fun. versus purple pills. Which one do you like better? Honestly, purple pills is better. Um, I don't know. Living it up is good though. Too. I, we're spending too much time. I, who gives a shit at this point? Yeah. Um, they're not going to be both. They're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really like, you're really, um, you know, fuck who cares? We'll let both of them go on. First time Let's ever do D12 D12. Okay. Now they're going up against Jay-Z. Jay-Z beats D12 <laughs> done. Okay. Um, we'll just completely <laughs> move off of that. Um, all right. This should be fucking fun. We, we have two seed Nas versus three seed Ludacris. I, mean, yeah, I guess look, I guess we we want to get to Jay Z and Nas. We're gonna get to Jay Z and Nas and talk more about them. So let's just Nas beats Ludacris, right? Anything else you want to say on Ludacris? No, I mean I think I've said enough. Yeah, me too. Uh, he, great music. Uh, imagine he's very imaginative. Um, clear bars, uh, fun beats, cool music videos. Cool, but, cool album covers cool too. Album like word of mouth with the I afro mean, and the dog the and shit. Big head and little body, like bro. It's like nobody was. He doing was shit like along that. with Eminem, like one of the first really cool like parental advisory rappers. Yeah. Where like yeah, the parental advisory yeah. sticker on the front. You're like yeah, this is gonna be fucking fun. Like yeah. I'm gonna hear some fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, let's just get into it, man. We we got a couple minutes left here. Jay Z versus Nas. So. Who do you like better as a whole? Explain right. it for the listener. Drop right off in. the rip, uh, yeah. recently I decided I was like, I haven't listened to like all Jay-Z's albums and all Nas's albums yeah. recently. So I was like, all right, I'm just fuck it. I'm gonna do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. So I did all of Jay-Z's. And honestly, like I had never been a big Jay-Z fan. Um, but he's good, man. He's good at picking up melodies. He's he you know, watching him go into a booth and like hearing a beat for like 10 minutes and then going in and spitting a full song is mind-blowing the way he just picks up melodies and changes his flow a little bit um is crazy uh i then i went over to Nas's albums and i started to listen to them and honestly like he's got Nas has bangers he's a great lyricist but i didn't really fuck with any of his beats that much um and i i had a hard time trying to even get through uh, a couple of his albums i was skipping them and cutting them halfway through uh right off the rip i, I like jay-z better you know, I think that he's got uh, Juice World quality. J- Juice World had Jay Z qualities. You know, Juice World <laughs> might have birthed Jay Z a little bit. Sure. But sure. Uh, just the way that they both can just sort of freestyle and pick up on these these crazy things. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I uh, alluded to at the top of the show was that Jay Z, as an A and R, as an executive, as somebody who can pick beats, who can put a squad together around him, it's much better. Yeah, like even if he's not picking out the beats, he puts people around that knows what he needs and what he likes and gets those people together. And that's part of it. That's part of making a great song is that's part who of you have around you, who's telling you the right things, who's telling you the truth. And at the same time, Nas is, he just dropped what most people thought were kind of like two clunkers of an album. I think they were, was it Nostradamus and I want to say I Am. Yeah, those are uh, both tough to listen to. They just didn't have the innovative beat selection that Jay-Z unveils with the blueprint. 
And I, I think Nas does pivot, though, with this album that comes out in 2001. And this is why this is such a, a big beef, in my opinion, because if, if Nas didn't drop Stillmatic in 2001, then I think it would have been a, a quicker beef than it was. Stillmatic, to me, is Nas's second greatest album of all time. It's a good and album. it is a sequel to Illmatic, which to me, Illmatic is the greatest rap album of all time. Ever. Ever. Oh, shit. Complete. Now, let me just run through some of the hits off of Stillmatic. Of course, you had the, the iconic Ether diss track. We'll get to that in a second. But you also had Got Yourself a Gun. Okay. You had One Mic. Rewind. What goes... I mean, there's just... The flyest with AZ. Look, we were talking about... Uh... Those are some of the greatest storytelling rap songs of all time. If you want to go Got Yourself a Gun, if you want to go Rewind, where he raps the entire song backwards and even has a part where the bullet goes back into the, the gun, all that. And then you want to talk about one mic mm-hmm. where he raps as if he's the microphone. Right. And you're stacking that up against the blueprint, which had H to the Izzo and Girls, Girls, Girls. It's like... Okay, cool. If I'm explaining hip hop to aliens and I want to be like impress them, I'm not playing H the Izzo. I'm not playing Girls, Girls, Girls. I'm gonna put I could put still fucking Matic on. And even to this day, it's like some of the most technically sound hip hop tracks. Yeah, look. Of all time. I mean, we were talking about um telling a story through rap with immortal technique and ludicrous. But I mean, when you're listening to rewind and you're listening to a story being told backwards and you're able to follow it the whole way through with perfect rhyme schemes and flows like that shit. I mean, I heard that and I was like, what the fuck? Like I never heard anything like that before. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, nobody's ever done that. I don't think, you know, the only people that have done game did it recently. And he nodded to Nas on it. And that was a pretty fire one. But it's a tough thing to do. You have to be... Look, the difference between them is one's a lyricist and one is more melodic. That's what it is. It's like an Eminem versus like a Ja Rule, kind of. Because one kind of is just like, uh, uh, like staying with the beat. And the other one's like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. One's a lyricist. They're they're different. It's, It's hard to like kind of pit them against each other. It's different rap, you know? There's pop rock. I, I get what you're heavy saying. There's metal rock. I get, there's all different genres of rock and different but, types of but music out there. But there's there. so many similarities. And because of their proximity to one another, that's why you have this beat. Yeah, for sure. They're I both, get it. They're both Nas from New York. is from Queens. Yeah. Jay-Z's from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're, we're, we're talking about 2001. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you go like 2002 on, we obviously know how these careers unfold. Yeah. But I, I was reading Hot 97, yeah. which was probably at the peak of its powers in 2001 as far as like... New York loved the radio station and right. shit. They did a poll at the end of 2001 to say who won the beef, Nas or Jay-Z. And Nas got 55% of the vote and oh, Jay-Z shit. got 40 And we know what happened after because Jay-Z goes to Black Album and drops several more hits and come retire. And Where's all Hot 97 sh- based out of, though? Hot 97 is New York's. That's Funk yeah, Master but like, Flex. Yeah, where are they at, though? You know what I mean? Are they in Brooklyn? Where are they at? Cause that could play a difference in it. Like Manhattan, it's oh, it's okay. the most like it's it. it's straight New York. All like right. you know, I don't know if it was like Nas's neck of the woods or some shit. And it could be, but but I'm saying like if you're talking about 2001, like Nas is coming off some really. Even though his last couple of albums were were clunkers, like he might have still had a bit more cachet. Remember, one of Jay Z's first huge records was Dead Presidents, mm-hmm. which interpolates, um, you know, one of Nas's songs. From Illmatic, mm-hmm. which 
now we can get to the, the diss tracks here. One of the, the things that Jay-Z mentioned was you had a hot line. I made it a hot song. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z also said, um, you, you know, had, you had one hot album in the last 10 years. That's, you know, a hot album, you know, what do you say? Like that's, you had two albums in the last 10 years or four albums in the last 10 years. Divide that up. That's a hot album every 10 years. Some, some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Who, which, which, now let's get into the diss record right, if stuff. We're talking rivalries and diss songs. Obviously, Nas murdered it with Ether. You know, murdered it. And, uh, like, I can't even really recall. I can't, like, pull words out and recite Jay Z's well, let, let uh, diss, oh. but I can, I can do, like, Nas's. Diss. You know what I mean? That's in my head. Like, I've heard it more times because it hits harder. It's just a good diss song. It's on par with, like, Tupac and Biggie, like, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Like, yo, when that shit dropped, I was like, oh, I still listen to that shit. That shit still gets me hyped. Anytime, yeah, that shit's fire, bro. So to trace back the timeline here, Jay-Z at Summer Jam, which is hosted by Hot 97, dropped Takeover. The original Takeover was a diss to Prodigy from Mob Deep. At the very end of it, though, he said, basically said, like, Nas doesn't want this smoke either. Mm-hmm. Nas said, okay, let me light this blunt up. Right. I do want the smoke. I want all the smoke. I'm going to yeah. smoke this shit to it's a roach. Yeah. He drops ether, immediately gunshots, ring off, fuck Jay-Z is the first, like, yeah, opening. Like, fuck Jay-Z. Um, nah, nah. I think it's the greatest dick, diss track of yeah. all, all time. Fire. Not the greatest dick track of all, <laughs> diss track of all time. Um and all, all Jay-Z really did, he added a verse to take over, put that on Blueprint, and also had another another diss track, I think, called like Ugly or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, look, if we're talking 2001, um, I think Nas hits harder. But if we're talking, and that's what this podcast is about, of like the year, uh, what was going on in that year, like who was who bar for bar, who was the hardest, who had the most influence, I, I think Nas did better. But I mean, in total, Jay Z has had a more fruitful or fruitful career. You know, he's more successful than Nas in the music industry. You know, and uh, I don't know. I mean, who 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 has Jay Z? Do you think influenced? That's like a big name. Is there that's, somebody that's that the, really comes to mind for that's you? That's the problem. I, mean, when I think of like who Jay Z put on. I mentioned the earlier, like the Kanyes. You know the, those type of people. Yeah, I mean, but look, you can't overshadow that. Like but Kanye I, is a big artist who has had big influence. But the other people he's put on are your Beanie Seagulls, and your Scarfaces, yeah, and your Freeways, and like the most boring, you know, block, you know, yeah. street rappers ever. Bullshit. So, but what about Nas then? Like, so I was kind of thinking, uh, uh, Nas could have birthed in some way like a, a Kendrick Lamar the way the lyrics are the way you know I don't know what do you think about that when I think of Nas being influential I go back to the year 1994 because if you're picking out a single rapper in a single year as being the most influential in all of hip-hop like who's the rapper who changed the game the most in one year mm-hmm. Nas in 1994 Nas in 2001, though, he's like going back into his bag in this album. He's like, 
he's reaching back and you're like, oh yeah. shit, Nas has it again? Yeah, he brought it back. Nas has a crazy diss track? Yeah. Like you're like, oh shit, like yeah. my favorite rap, my he favorite, had to remind Michael everybody. Jordan's back. Yeah. That's what you, that's why back. New York was like, oh fuck, Jordan's back. Yeah. Obviously we know he kind of fumbles the bag in the subsequent years. Right. But as a huge Nas fan, dude, I'm going to actually have Jay-Z win this year. Really? Really. Why? There's an intersection happening in hip hop. It's not just Jay-Z versus Nas. It's Nas is everything that was right about the 90s. But Jay-Z is everything that's right about the 2000s. He's the perfect crossover between the gangster types like Nas and the new age 50 cents, Lil Wayne's guys, TIs, Ludacris, the guys who could really get off those melodic, big yeah. commercial Look, records. You, you're making all these really good points and I was initially for Jay-Z and then you switched me over to Nas, but now you're switching it back. But I thought you made a good point. Like if, if aliens came down, I like that analogy. If aliens came down, you're like, they're like, what are you guys listening to? Like what kind of shit you guys have? You would play him in 2001. You might throw on um, rewind or yeah. ether or some shit like that. Yeah. And like, that would, that would probably blow their minds. Maybe. I don't know what the fuck they're listening to up there. So, this is a, this is a really tough one. Nas versus Jay-Z. I... Nas definitely won the battle, right? And, and what, do you think that's the greatest diss track of all time with Ether? It, did, it didn't really kill his career, so that's the tough part that's of naming it That's the problem. That. Like, you know, but Jay-Z is so powerful, you know, like... You know, Eminem had a, a bunch of great diss tracks, a bunch of great ones that a lot of people will say killed Ja Rule, killed Benzino, which, but Benzino was kind of, you know, a bullshit ass rapper. But like, that's it. I mean, who do we want to go with? Uh, who won 2001? Fuck. Nas? Go on the Instagram, go to Cooler Times 2000, let us know what you think. I was kind of thinking we were going to go with Jay Z, but. Look, you think I, if we're talking feud? in, or, all right, if we're talking 2001, I, it's got to be Nas. If we're talking influence. It's got to be Jay Z because of everything that he's done. All right, uh, we will go with Jay Z. Jay Z. I think we got to go with Jay Z. Yeah. He held his own, and then he continued to influence. I think the next 20 years. All right, guys, go to the Instagram. Go to Cooler Times 2000. We fucking struggled with this one. Yeah, this we had a tough rough one. time. Yeah. I this went back on two. I thought we were going to go Nas, Jay-Z, Nas. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Carrie, right. thanks for being on, man. Later.